Hey, welcome to episode four of the Tunes Podcast. I'm Harold. Uh, today we got Tim Wynn in the studio. Uh, he's a local videographer, been a good buddy of mine for a long time. Uh, real quick, I want to tell you guys where you can find us on social. Uh, that's Tunes Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. And you can find us on Google Play, iTunes, all that good stuff. So yeah, be sure to check us out, follow us. Uh, give us that five star rating because you know this is some top top notch content we're putting out. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm super excited to have my friend Tim in. Um, we met at UCO, uh, and then yeah, you're an Edmond kid too, right? We went to yeah. Santa yeah. Fe. I went to Memorial. Edmund, Santa Fe. I don't hold it against him. You know, I'm a bulldog. <laughs> He's not, but that's all right. Um, but yeah, man, um, Tim has been a good buddy of mine for a long time. He uh, he actually did the video at my wedding. And so I have a lot of respect for this guy. So I'm glad you're able to make it out, man. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, Tim's straight uh, out here with his uh, rig doing his extra Instagram stories. If you guys follow him on Instagram, very, he, uh, it's very super extra. Has the yeah, has the self-proclaimed uh, most extra Instagram stories account <laughs> in OKC. Come at him. You can add him on that. I don't know. I don't know if anyone can rival his game on Instagram <laughs> stories. So. <laughs> But yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, like I said, you're a videographer. Um, can you kind of talk about maybe how you got into, you know, deciding that video is something you like to do? Was there, did you have like your, I know you have family that does it. Is that kind of how that came, where that came from? Uh, no, mainly it started off as a, um, as a joke. Uh, I just, I was hanging out with some friends uh, and I randomly made a video, edited it. And then it was like the funniest thing ever. Cause it was just all of us hanging out and stuff like that. And then I was like, oh, okay, that was cool. And I ran for president during college for the Asian American Club. And I made a video for that as well. And then I was like, why do I want to be a finance major? <laughs> but then I switched over to mass communications, became production. Uh, and that's I've been doing it ever since, making videos and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, that's great. I think I didn't know that you were like a finance major. That's yeah. awesome. It was actually it's really weird. Kind of the change, you know, kind of a little bit of a change. There. Took uh, <laughs> microeconomics and realized it wasn't for me. Oh, man. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm a mass comm kid, so definitely anything where I don't have to do math, I definitely was, Is I landed in mass comm. Much so. better. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. And um, we talked a little bit before. And it's your, I guess, what would Chris be to you? Like your cousin-in-law? Uh, cousin-in-law, yes. Yeah. He's, so he does video too. And so, and then your uh, your other cousin, yeah. uh, Luan, um, Luan yeah. she does video. And she actually yeah. helped with my wedding, right? Yes, she helped out. And she mainly started off as like a photographer, like a hobbyist photographer and stuff. And she's been doing weddings like ever since. And then she recently got into video with me when we did your wedding. When we shot it, she just started doing video for that so i'm glad like it ended up turning out really well and stuff like that so yeah i have to say like that whole experience was crazy because tim would come to me and be like you know talking to me about different shots or whatever that i could do and i was like tim just i don't know just catch her what's going on bro like i don't know <laughs> i don't know what shots are good but yeah. uh tim was very was very uh he would come to me with like all these different ideas and i'm like dude sounds good do whatever you want to do like that's awesome just get it out of the way yeah <laughs> and then like the uh the uh, there was like a drone randomly like I remember I talked to you about you know everything beforehand yeah and uh, then randomly the day of like this drone came out of nowhere I was like what the hell like <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to keep it classy I and know, professional man. <laughs> it's it's the most extra wedding video 
No, it was awesome, man. And I really appreciate you doing that for me. You did a great mm. job on it. So um, I know we uh, kind of connected because uh, we're both separately, you know, fran- uh, fans of anime. And I'm the self-professed like fan of like the most basic bitch stuff. <laughs> and so but I think there's something to say about like the um, kind of the series that are the best gateway for people to get into anime Mm -hmm. and so for me i think you know something like dragon ball z or cowboy bebop uh for someone that's maybe like a casual watcher that's maybe one of the better series to get started on um what would you say would like if if someone had never watched anime like a series that you've seen that you thought would be good for someone to start on i mean definitely i would think cowboy bebop and dragon ball z like you mentioned before is definitely one of those animes that you just get into as a kid they're fun they're fast and it's like you know a bunch of fighting and dragon ball z and stuff there's also a bunch of other ones that were on like what is it cartoon network adult swim late at night you know there was lupin the third and uh akira i'm not actually don't know if that one was uh on cartoon network at all but those are all like really good series to start out watching for like people our age old school anime and stuff like that so okay that's yeah i mean that's definitely true like those are like the two that I think are pretty universal. Like anyone can come in and watch those. And mm-hmm. so those are the two that I gravitate towards as being like the ones that maybe I talk to someone that's, you know, kind of on the fence of whether they want to like get into anime because um, I've talked to my other guests about this, but kind of low key, like uh, anime is like not the cool thing to be into. Like, like when we were in like high school and stuff, like, you're kind of like, what is that? Why is that weird kid like Japanese animation? Which yeah. is like, why is that weird? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's because it's not what everybody else is doing. But it's secretly what everyone else yeah. wanted to do. But like, yeah, there's two types of people: people that watch anime and people that lie about watching anime. Yeah, pretty much. So that's that's the thing. <laughs> that's the breakdown. And so I think, um, and you know, I had James Nim on um, another episode, and um, he he was he talked to the point of there being. Um, American versions of anime and he he kind of cited uh, Justice League Unlimited as being one of those um, is there anything that sticks out to you as far as like American shows that kind of uh, have that style of anime that you like Avatar or? The Last Airbender Avatar yeah was that an American original it's an American original I did not a know a bunch that. of them are created by like uh, Asian people like Chinese and Japanese and Korean people but it is an American production and stuff so it's honestly one of I probably should have wrote that down on my list of things, uh, animes that I liked because it's, it was like, it's a cartoon. It's considered cartoon since it's American, but it's shot in anime style. And the characters are all like from like ancient China kind of thing like that as well. So I thought it was, I think it's one of the best animes, I guess you could say. It kind of has like that brings in the heritage and like the history Mm -hmm. side of it. For, For like an American show. But very Americanized. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, we talked about, uh, American like movies, uh, cartoon shows, whatever, kind of lifting uh, different themes from anime. Um, specifically, we talked about like the Matrix, like you can side by side some of the fights with Neo with Dragon Ball Z and like you're like, that's the exact same scene. Like yeah. you guys stole that. <laughs> <laughs> or like with uh, I think Tim said with uh, or not Tim, <laughs> you're Tim. Uh, James said uh, the thing like uh, there was a scene where Superman was fighting someone in Justice, Justice League Unlimited. And, and it, it, was like, like it looked just like Dragon Ball Z. Like, yeah. yeah, like Superman hit somebody up real far and then flew up and then like hit him down. Like that's a very, that's like 
Classic. very Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> And so that, I think you kind of see the influence like in the Western like animation style with some of those. And mm-hmm. so I think it's just kind of interesting. You could kind of see the nod to like the uh, the anime roots with those. Yeah. And so I think that's cool. Yeah. Avatar. I haven't I didn't really think of that about that one. It's yeah. funny that that one didn't come up when we talked about that before. Yeah. And then they made the sequel one to it. The Legend of Korra also. And that was pretty good. More of a, an adult teenager one and it's kind of like a a, like a darker tone maybe not darker tone but more adult tone yeah more adult tone in the sense see that was one like i was aware of avatar but i never just like sat down and like you know went through the whole series or whatever because so i never it was very disjointed when i watched because i would watch an episode here and there so i wasn't really invested in the characters Mm -hmm. um was there something specifically that drew you into that show or was it just like something that you saw was on like on nick and you kind of threw you off you're like whoa Uh, so the uh Entry there, what is it? The title opening song for it, like how Katara, if anyone's ever watched it, then they'd know that Katara, the main girl, would lead in with the intro and kind of be like, oh, the whole world is gone. Uh, we can only rely on the Avatar and he can save the world, all that crap, she says. And it was it was like, oh, that's a good hook. I was like six or seven. I was like, I'm going to watch this forever. <laughs> yeah, that's so I've, I've watched it for a while and then started watching Legend of Korra and that was also really good so yeah see i didn't i guess i didn't realize that it would it had been on that long either so mm-hmm. i guess i'm trying to think of the other things that maybe came out around that time but i can't even like place that in like a time frame yeah and so you said you watched it when you're like six or seven i'm like has it been out that long like dang i didn't even yeah. think of that it's pretty so old. of course like the movie is like your favorite movie right the uh live oh. action oh no oh no <laughs> don't insult me <laughs> That was the worst version I've ever seen. Just like Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh, my God. I saw someone did a cut of Dragon Ball Evolution uh, where just I think it's Justin Chatwin. Is that his name? That yeah. plays Goku. It's the part where he's like he slides on his head on the roof of the car to like get away from the guy. And the, like the dude's attacking him and yeah. like hitting. He's like hitting his own car with like a crowbar trying to attack Goku. And like it keeps making this like it makes this squeak sound when Goku like slides on the roof of his car and it's just like and like Mm. they just like repeated that sound the whole time no matter like when goku would try to save something it would just be that sound so they're just like clown and dragon balls like evolution so bad yeah but man i remember being so excited when that movie was coming out because i was like oh man this is gonna like make dragon ball and dragon ball z like that's gonna make that so accessible and like not as so much of a niche thing, you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is like everybody's gonna know about it. Was it was like now. the turning point for anime. Yeah, I in was America. Like, this is gonna yeah, bring it into the forefront. And then, and then um, it was like who yeah. was the main girl? Was it like the girl from Smallville? Uh, Kristen yeah, Crook or something know, like yeah. that? <laughs> we got an on site Googler here that's gonna look it up. Give a shout out to your boy real quick. And uh my friend uh Brandon Trung is here with us <laughs> and he's just uh <laughs> Hanging out in the outskirts, he's he's here to look anything up that we uh, that we can think of that we <laughs> he's secretly that we can't remember. He's secretly judging us <laughs> for talking into a microphone in this huge room. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, that was another thing. Was like kind of how bad, like how famously bad the Avatar movie was. Mm-hmm. Um, can you kind of talk about how maybe it, it strayed from the source material? Kind of what made that movie so bad, like that adaptation of it. I think the main reason why it failed for me personally was it was such a darker tone and it was much more adult. Like they made all the characters adults except for Aang, the main character. And then it rushed the whole, cause the anime, it's the show itself was set in three parts 
you know, water, earth, and fire. So they did the whole first movie just on water, and I understand why they did it, but it was it's almost twenty episodes. You can't you can't condense yeah, twenty episodes. Hard to condense something, yeah. Because then they start leaving stuff out, and mm-hmm. for someone like you, that's like maybe like more of a fan you start to pick up on the stuff that they're leaving yeah. out. So you're like, what the heck? And we're all, everyone's pretty disappointed. The movie was a flop. M. Night Shyamalan, whatever his name is, is a, <laughs> I think it's a joke <laughs> because of that movie. But uh, Did you find that girl? Yeah, I think Jamie Chung is Chi-Chi. Jamie Chung, Jamie that's her Chung. name, that played Chi-Chi in Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah. So as a nod back to that, what we were talking about. But yeah. <laughs> she's been in a lot of stuff, though, but it's just yeah. like... She's uh, the she's in the new um, Fox uh, X-Men tv show oh okay she's like uh she was the character that um olivia munn played in the x-men movie uh see they make it confusing when they yeah. don't like carry the person over that yeah played them you're like wait who is this supposed to be but some some actors and actresses don't transition down to yeah. the small screen either that's true. oh yeah that's true she's too good for it oh yeah <laughs> totally i love her Olivia Munn. She's if, you're, if you're listening too, to right? this yes she okay, is don't give her the shout out go ahead. if you're listening to this olivia munn i I love you. <laughs> <laughs> that dramatic pause. She's going to listen to this and be like, wow. I hope my girlfriend doesn't listen to this. Oh, Stacy, Stacy, uh, hope you're not listening. Uh, he didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, so talking back to that, like you're talking about the Avatar movie. Yeah. Um, it's hard because you start kind of picking out the things that you know are mm-hmm. like part of the story and you're like, man, why'd they leave that out? Because you think, that's pretty. That's yeah. a pretty like good detail or like something that they could expand it on, like in the like, movie. Like you're expecting a scene to come up because you've watched the anime or the cartoon, and then uh, you're expecting a moment to show up and it doesn't show up, or yeah. it does show up and it's completely different. Not the not what you were expecting at all, and that's mainly what disappointed a lot of people in these uh, live adaptations, especially with Avatar, Dragon Ball, um, the new Netflix Death Note recently came out and that was a disappointment for a lot of people as well so you think just like just because of like the sheer like volume of episodes and like storyline maybe because of how they had to condense it that they left out a lot of the stuff that made that show kind of like have its appeal it's a definitely a factor because some shows do leave out uh, some movies do leave out a lot of things but sometimes there are good ones you know i can't name any off the top of my head right now but (laughs) There are some. <laughs> I can't, I, like you said, like I can't think of an adaptation, like a live action adaptation that was a good movie from a show that I watched. Um, I did see they were thinking about doing a Bebop uh, live action. Oh, really? They were, th- you, I don't know if it was just like rumors or whatever, but it was like something came out and it was like, oh, um, uh, Keanu Reeves will play Spike and it's like, Oh, Spike's supposed to be like twenty six. I saw or that. Like, Keanu Reeves is like, Keanu Reeves is uh, Spike's dad. Maybe like that man is immortal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see like the pictures of like the from like the sixteenth century, sixteenth century and he's, like, Keanu Reeves. Just like him, you're like, what the hell? <laughs> he's actually a vampire. Yeah. Oh, he was in that movie. Yes, he was. There you go. <laughs> um, so an interesting one to think about maybe doing a live live adaptation. You know, kind of talking about that vein of having so much source material that it would be hard to translate into a live action 
maybe it would be your favorite show that you mentioned, uh, Naruto. There is a live adaptation for my favorite. Wait, they made one? They're making one. It's oh, they're the making process. one. Yeah, so Naruto is my favorite anime, and the fact that America is making the first live adaptation for it intrigues me because I just think it's probably going to mess up. Yeah. But I want it to succeed. You want it yeah. so bad to be good. Yeah, that was like me with Dragon Ball mm-hmm. Evolution. Because I was like, man, I need this to be like the bomb ass movie that I know it could be. And then they just like didn't make it good mm-hmm. at all. And it was like, gosh. And mainly like a lot of backlash from these movies nowadays is because you have to have a Japanese person playing as the main lead now because it's cult- uh, culture appropriation. Is that what it's yeah, called? Cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation. And I mean, I agree on most parts, but, you know, sometimes yeah. it. I mean, a lot of people will give me crap for this, but I say not all the time it should be. It just depends on the context of the show. Mm-hmm. Like um, in Death Note, the live action Netflix Death Note, um, it was set in Seattle. So it makes sense that it's a culturally, culturally diverse um, group of people. Yeah. L is black. Um, light is white. He, they could have easily made that him Japanese. Sense. Light, white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a white light right there. <laughs> um, but it's like not all the time it would work. Like with the Ghost in the Shell movie, Scarlett Johansson was cast. I was cast. just going to tap yeah. that one. And people yeah. were offended because she was um, because she was a white actress. And then what even gave it a bigger blow was in the movie, spoiler alert, um, she is, I guess she was actually Japanese in her past life before she became the, who she is like that today. That's crazy. Yeah. That's kind of an interesting way to tie it in. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it goes to say like, you know, it depends on kind of the setting. You said the context and everything. Yeah. And if you think about like where all these, the original series, you know, they're written Mm -hmm. in Japan. All the people there are Japanese. All the characters there are Japanese. Like it Mm -hmm. makes sense. You know what I mean? It's like here in America, you have a show set in America and all your characters are American. Like, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's, it's so not I don't, even I don't like, think it's a way to like it's it's not like you know American culture is trying to like take something like Ghost in the Shell and like bastardize it or anything, but mm-hmm. they're just trying to you know put it in the setting kind of like you said with the new Death Note. Like it's in the it's, the setting is Seattle, so of mm-hmm. course the characters be American. Yeah, and of course, like I would definitely want like overall want them to be Asian American or mm-hmm. just from Asia in, in general. But it does make sense sometimes that they don't cast the Asian person over a white actor. Yeah. You know, so no hard feelings. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and that's, yeah, I, you know, just not to say that, you know, Asian Americans aren't Americans, but I was just saying maybe kind of the mindset of it is, you know, this is set in America, so that's why there's American. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know that because I hadn't seen the Ghost in the Shell thing, so that's interesting that... Yeah. Uh, that that was kind of the way that they tied that in at the end. I guess I didn't hear about that or anything. Yeah, I, I haven't even watched the movie because I didn't want to waste my money. I remember but. we talked about because I I think I texted you to see if you were going to see it, and you're yeah. kind of like him hawing about it. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably but, not. Yeah, I I read an article saying like what her origin was in the movie, and I was like, oh, that's oh, not gotcha. gonna go well with a lot of people. Gotcha. So. Well, yeah, and then that's that's where like a lot of that backlash came from because it was like, oh, this is so whitewashed. Like, like why are you taking away from our culture? 
Mm-hmm. And it's like one of those things like you can kind of see both sides of the argument. Yeah. And so it's just, I don't know. It's one of those things. That it's like, man, we can't win either way with this. Like, <laughs> like that's tough. Yeah. Uh, but with the Naruto um, yes. live adaptation, um, I bragged on you, I think, to a couple of my guests about how you've seen like every episode, including the fillers. Like a hundred times. Yeah, like Each multiple episode. times. I think I didn't even mention that. Like I was like, yeah, he's watched it all, and like, like t- talking, like telling them, like you only watched it one way through, <laughs> like once, all the way through once. Yeah. And no, I, later I, on, yeah, I, at the, later on, I was talking to you, and you're like, no, like I've watched all the episodes like multiple times, and I'm like, jeez. Yeah. I like, think I recently, like a month ago, I rewatched all of um, the second back half of the series called Naruto Shippuden. And I rewatched all those episodes, but I skipped the fillers because oh, I hate the fillers. You didn't Iron Man it, but uh, I didn't Iron Man it. <laughs> that's okay. That's all good. I haven't yeah. watched a single episode. Oh, so okay. that's one. And I've talked to a couple of my guests about that. That's one that I um, was, you know, aware of, but just never took the time to watch. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily, I was just like disinterested about it. But um, yeah, like. I definitely hear and see the appeal from other people when they talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, is there like a particular thing that drew you into that? Or was that just like part of the same block that you watched? So you just kind of watched it and then got into yeah, it? Yeah, mainly it was like the same block of um, time when I was watching anime when I was a kid and showed up on TV on Adult Swim or Cartoon Network. And the English dub was absolutely terrible. But I watched it anyways. And then uh, when all the episodes finished, in America and they weren't showing enough. I was like, man, I got to find out where I can watch this. Yeah. You're like, what happened? Yeah. So I get on my computer at home when I was a kid and I look up all the uh, episodes with subtitles and find them and I finish. And then I was like, I need more. So I, I look online, find out how to get more or whatever. And I realized that it was coming from a manga because I've never read manga before until I read Naruto. Oh, so it was just, they were adapting. Yeah. So, uh, so of yeah. course, it's taking them a while to adapt yeah. it. Because manga, uh, animes usually come from mangas and stuff like that. So um, I found the manga and I read all of it and I was like instantly hooked. Then I found all these other series to watch. Nice. Bleach, One Piece, uh, Detective Conan, all those things. And okay. I and it's just, I'd watch all of them. <laughs> yeah, we talked about um, uh, Mike that had been on, that's been on before. He talked mm-hmm. about manga being, we call them books for left-handers because they're like, <laughs> You know, they're like backwards oh, to yeah, Americans. Yeah. <laughs> and so he calls them, we called them, he called them lefty books or something. I think it was just like a minor thing he said, but it's like, that's <laughs> stuck with me. Can like, I, can I quote that? Yeah. It's just like a, <laughs> like a, he was just saying that I think just off the cuff and like, mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious. So like, that's something that I've kept saying just cause I thought it was funny that he said that. But yeah. That was another one of those things that like low key, like if you had one of those people like give you the weird looks, like what's, what are you doing? Why is that book like backwards? Like, what are you doing? Is he dyslexic? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's left-handed. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, so do you think do you think that there is room for that to be like a very good adaptation or do you think there's a lot of room for them to blow it? There's a lot of room to blow it. There's think, over there's over 700 episodes. Yeah. Is that what like what would it be like without the filler, you think? I'd say there'd be about like 500 something so that, i mean that is a ton of source material to pull from yeah so unless they did like a series um then i think they would catch hell from so many people mm-hmm. but it's just like one of those things that's a catch 22 because 
you know, you have this opportunity to make like one of these shows or like this brand so much more accessible because someone that maybe never heard of it would see that was in theaters or like hear about it and be like, what? Like, Mm -hmm. what is that? They would go back and like look it up, like Google it and maybe get into the show like that way. And so I think there's like a lot of plus side to it, but I could definitely see with like shows like that that have so much source material to pull from that. I mean, there's a lot of room for them to really shit the bed on it. And, and you would hate for them to do it with like a show like that that's yeah. like beloved. And if they do make, and when they make it, I hope that they'll do something more like the first arc of the show. You know, like you don't want to span multiple arcs into one movie because then that's where error comes in and everyone judges you for it. A bunch of movies have messed up in that fact. Like we talked about with Avatar, um, they fit a whole season into one movie but this is something that you can't just fit a like there's not like a stopping point there's no stopping point it just keeps going so the only thing they can do is do the first arc where you introduce the characters find out your teammates and then fight the first villain they see kind of thing and then it ends with them coming back to the village or whatever and then go off on their next so it'd be like it would feel like disjointed because you're like Hey, you met all these people. Oh, well, the movie's over now. Like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you'd be like, oh, shoot. Introduce everyone, but don't know anyone. See, that's a tough thing, too. So if they are actually, it's interesting to see, like you said, is it confirmed that they're doing it? Or you, I'm, is like a rumor? It's confirmed, I believe. Okay. So like you think, you know that it's like in production. So you're just yeah. thinking like, man, what are they going to do with this movie? Like yeah. thinking of the things that happen in the show that you're like, is this going to make the movie? Is this going to be left out? Yeah. Or are they just going to like. Sometimes they try to like finesse you and like talk about something happening, yeah. and then they, they get just, like, like yeah, they like rely on you like knowing mm-hmm. knowing like the uh, the story so that you could be like oh yeah, yeah. that's what they're what's only what they're like diehard fans will like watch it yeah because they they expect that and stuff and something and it makes sense for the most part but you know you gotta explain the story a little bit also yeah mm-hmm. one of the things I just got back into um, I talked to a couple of my guests about Yu Yu Hakusho. And that's mm, one yeah. of my favorites. And I was trying to rewatch, like I, I wanted to start rewatching it. Spirit and, Gun, um, yeah. Um, and so I was looking for it, and they have it on Hulu. So I was like, "Oh, this is cool." Oh, do they? And I was like, "Yeah." I was looking through it, and I was like, "Oh man, it's only subs." Oh. And so I try, like I started, I like watched three or four episodes, I think. And man, it's hard, like trying to read and then like see what's happening at the same time. I'm like, oh, oh I'm a pro at that. Now. I know, like it's <laughs> it's. It's funny because, like, I'm sure it's one of those things that for for someone that's, like, watched it for so long would be easy. Mm-hmm. But for someone like me, I'm like, oh. If you start doing it now, yeah. then it's going to be a little hard. The first thing, the first show I did that for was One Punch Man because when it first came out on Hulu. The best show ever. It, yeah. <laughs> it had, uh, it only had the subs. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there, like, <laughs> you know, trying to keep up with everything. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, like. Just like trying to read and trying mm. to see what's happening. And so, yeah, it's just kind of, it's a different experience watching it. But I'm also seeing that some of the translations are different. So like whenever yeah. I'm watching the sub, I think back to how it was in the dub and I'm like, oh, they didn't quite like keep that in there. And so is there something like that? Is I, there some like grave? like uh, I, I think the difference between dubbing and subbing is that America is much more pg than Japan because if you watched uh, original subbing for Dragon Ball Z, 
Yeah, um, they say like bastard and like they cuss. cuss. Like they how are I just, cuss. They're and, straight up saying words that you should not be saying on a podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and, they uh so yeah, they and they edit out like a lot of the violence. Like mm-hmm. they said still had some of like the fighting and everything, but like if you watch it, they do I've seen people do side by sides and like show like one scene where like someone was bleeding out and, and then, then they just kind of go back to an old scene of like a spectator watching them or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Or like they show them and they've like literally like, I don't know if they like airbrush it or what, but they like edit out mm-hmm. like the blood and it's like, Oh man, like you don't realize how watered down it is, especially yeah. from like first run, uh, to different dubs, outright different dubs. Like it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what I was going to ask was, um, is there some like major thing that you've seen somebody blow like in any series that you've seen that you're like, they completely got that wrong in the American version? Um, like, are you talking about from the anime to the movie or from like the, uh, from like the, the Japanese to the English? Oh, like, like dubbing yeah. and stuff. Is there uh, any dub that you've seen like blow it or anything? Not, I don't really check on that too much uh, okay. cause I never really watched the dub. So I can't really say, but yeah, the the dubbing for Dragon Ball Z is mainly the one that I can only. Speak oh, that's for. like the most easy, the yeah. easiest one to pull from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think of like back to like Namek Saga, and um, they had like Vegeta calling Gohan bastard and stuff like that. And I remember the first time seeing that uncut, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my, like Vegeta. <laughs> but cut. he says that but, in the American English version, right? Well, like I never like in the original run on Toonami, I don't remember that him saying that because mm-hmm. I would have been like, whoa. Yeah, and so I, I remember, remember watching it later because uh, Cartoon Network did an Adult Swim. They brought it back, and it was like the whole thing was like DBZ unedited. Yeah, and I was like, oh, and so I was like, man, like how is this? And that's when I started to see some of the things like, okay, they're taking out some of the blood here. Maybe they're not holding on to some of the like the fight mm-hmm. scenes as long here, or they're ch- outright changing the language yeah. here. It's it's weird how different it is, especially if you watch like from the different um, dubs. Yeah, because TV laws are strange. Yeah, in America. That's true. Um, but yeah, specifically with that question, um, I know it's kind of vague, and that would be something I would probably would have to ask you mm-hmm. but, uh, ahead of time for you to have something prepared for that. But I just figured I'd see if you had something off top because uh, Mike that I talked to before, um, he talked about. I'm trying to remember what show it was that he talked about. Did an amazing job with the dub and specifically localizing some of the jokes and some of the humor that wouldn't have translated from like Japanese culture. Yeah. So like, I think it might've been Steins gate. I can't remember what it was. Steins gate is one of the, a really good anime. Yeah. Yeah. So it may not have been, I knew that was one we talked about though. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter which one it was because he's just talking about, and it's just, just interesting to think about, um, them taking, like something that would be relevant in Japan. Like that's like Mm -hmm. a common thing. Like that's a joke in Japan that everybody gets and trying to translate that into the American culture. Yeah. And they like, they twist it to be like, this is kind of like the American equivalent of this joke. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's just interesting that something you don't think about. And and you can always appreciate that too, because um, when they don't change it and you just hear a Japanese joke, everyone just like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Just like, over your head because you're like what are you talking about but I'm sure that happens a lot in Japan when they watch like American shows Mm -hmm. like common things that would happen in ours they'd be like what the heck is that and so it's one of those things that I never thought about um, until I really started getting into different shows and seeing 
that there's like oh there's different like dubs there's different outright different like mm-hmm. animations like jokes like everything it's crazy how different it can be and like you don't even know yeah if you don't if you're not like into it and so that was just like an interesting thing that mike brought up um james talked about liking uh steins get a lot he remember i remember he said uh there was an article he read after he finished Steins Gate, and it was um, Steins, Ga- uh, Steins Gate greatest anime of all time? Question mark. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Yeah, I, I could, I could agree with that." And so that was a hot take that he had, and I was like, "Oh, like really?" Yeah, like- my friend is the one who told me about it, and uh, I put off watching it for a long time. And then when I finally did, I was like, "Wow, this is actually a really good anime," because time travel with like a microwave. Yeah. <laughs> Or something. It's getting some buzz right now. So we're not like out, like it's not getting buzz out, but like just with the guests I've talked to, Mm -hmm. they've mentioned it. And so I'm like, oh, like, so that's definitely on my radar. It's like, I need to check that one out. But one of the, a couple of the ones that you talked about um, that I hadn't checked out yet was uh, My Hero. What is it? My Hero Uh, Academia? Academia. Academia. Yeah. I promise I can read. (laughs) Um, uh, what's like, what is like the story behind that one? What drew you into okay, that one? So basically it's, um, the new mainstream shonen manga that's out. And then it came out about, I want to say a couple years ago. And basically when the anime adaption came out, it's about a kid, about a world where everyone has super, 85% of the population has superpowers and they're called quirks. But our main character, uh, Deku he doesn't have a quirk at all. He became quirkless. And so the all top, um, the strongest hero out right now randomly encounters him and notices his drive and passion to be a hero and offers him his power because his power is the power to give other people power and accumulate strength. So, wow. he, so he passes on his power to our, our lead Deku and then he goes and enrolls into a hero school because a lot of people with awesome powers end up taking the hero course and training to be heroes. Oh, kind of well, like One Punch Man. Kind of like One Punch Man, but it, but with school <laughs> gotcha. instead. Oh, yeah, that was more like of a certification. Thing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. The animation is great. Uh, they do. There's only two seasons out right now. The second season is about to end. And it just it shows a lot of it goes into a lot of detail about each character and like the passions of each one. And the music is just downright epic. Cause I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I literally just cry. Cause it's just like, it's sad man because it gets you in the feels. It gets me, it kind of gets me in the feels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's really good. Um, I definitely suggest anyone to go watch it. We, uh, so we talked about, um, with, you know, some of my previous guests, some of those tropes, like the common tropes in anime. Mm-hmm. So it's like whether every villain we face is the, you know, strongest in the universe or we're always trying to get the girl, like whatever the trope is. Yeah. Um, it's cool to see ones that are kind of like a different, like play on something. Mm-hmm. That's not the, like this one of the same old tropes. And so I'm still, I'm sure there's still stuff like sprinkled in, you know, just cause like the yeah. origins, but it's cool to see some of those, um, Mm-hmm. that are just like a different concept that maybe we haven't seen like completely fleshed out like in yeah. that area or whatever. Because you know anime's been around for years so the same stuff's going to come up over and over it's again. It's just like music. Yeah. yeah. Just like there's only so much. So many tunes. Someone will use the same beat roughly but then you know different lyrics make it yeah. a different song. Or people like stuff. sampling. 
Yeah. So it's like the same exact thing, but like in a different package. Yeah. And so the other one was um, Detective Conan. You mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Um, Detective Conan is about a 17-year-old high school detective. And he's, I guess, the greatest detective in <laughs> there. And he solves all these police cases with the police. So him and his best friend, uh, Ron, or not Ron, it's a Ran. It's a girl. <laughs> and they love each other, but they don't realize it yet. Uh, they go to an amusement park and they... Um, basically they went on a date and then, um, our lead, the 17 year old, um, uh, Shinichi Kudo, he, um, sees a shady business going down at the amusement park. And as he's investigating it, he gets hit in the head by one of the members that caught him. And instead of killing them, killing him, they is like, let's try out this new drug that ki- that'll kill them instantly. So he takes the drug, they give him the drug and then turns out it didn't kill him, but it turns him into a 10 year old boy but he retains all of his memories. What? So now he's the greatest detective, but he has, uh, he doesn't have the body for, he's in a 10 year old body. Wow. So then he starts, then he pretends that he's a new person. He names himself Conan Edogawa, uh, after like his hero, Sherlock Holmes kind of thing with like their books. I think it was the author or something like that. Um, and then he lives with his best friend and her dad, which is also a detective, but he's a crappy detective. So he oh. doesn't know how to solve cases. So what Conan does is he goes along on the case, solves the case, knocks out the dad, and then uses a voice changer to pretend to be the dad. I have seen this. I've yeah. seen an episode of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, this is sounding super familiar. It, it came on on Adult Swim as well. It came on at like 1 a.m. There's some of yeah. those shows. I'm like, when the hell was this? When was yeah. Paranoia Agent on Adult Swim? Like, I don't remember any mm-hmm. of these shows being on. And so just like that Detective Conan, like, you're talking about it. And now I'm like, oh, man, I've actually seen this. Yeah. There's over 800 episodes Jeez. and it's still going. And I've watched all of those too. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? No. Yeah, he's all, all Tim. He's a uh, my job full is to watch time pre- prepping for this yeah. episode. <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> I was born knowing I'm going to be doing this podcast. So <laughs> here from, I am. <laughs> yeah, from birth, from Jump Street, he knew. And then this other one that we talked about that you said you're a fan of, and I might need help pronouncing this, but. Shokugeki no Sama. Oh, this one's a good Did one. Did I say that well? Shokugeki no Soma. Yeah. Oh, so you well. can, it was pretty close. Yeah. yeah. From, I mean, how I spelled it. Yeah. Out. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. But uh, it's basically, um, it's a cooking anime. And it's, it's, it's the some emerald type shit or what? It's pretty funny. It's so basically, <laughs> how do I explain this? Let's see. Uh, so our main character, Soma. Oh, our main character, Soma, is um, he works in a diner with his dad and his dad, he never beats his dad in like a cooking contest and stuff. So <laughs> randomly one day. This sounds so crazy already. Yeah. Randomly one day he goes out and um, the dad leaves. So he enrolls his son into a cooking school. And the thing about the cooking is whenever they make some food and someone eats the food, they have orgasms. Oh, my God. Like f- erotic <laughs> orgasms. What? Like the smell of it. They be like the food must be good, man. Yeah, I'm not even gonna make any sounds. I was about to. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, whoa, and, their clothes come off. Their cl- what? Like as like a joke animation because it's so good in their minds. Like their clothes rip off and like the girls are like naked and they're like covering themselves up while they're describing the food. What the heck? Yeah. 
And I don't know. It's really funny. There's like two seasons coming out. The third one's coming out this fall. Is it well. all? Is it in um, English at all, or is it all? I they might have a dub for it. You don't think so? Don't just think so. Sub. just uh, sub probably. See if yeah. they did cooking shows like that, just like I would be. You know, people yeah, would I'd be, be watching, watching it. Yeah. Cooking shows. If this it was a, if it was a live action, I'd watch it. <laughs> <laughs> live action. Yeah, I don't care if it's bad. If you know the clothes are ripping off, <laughs> I guess. I mean, I I gotta watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So we uh, I had mentioned earlier we talked a little bit about. Um, uh, endless waltz. I just mentioned it in passing, mm-hmm. but um, you said one of the movies that stuck out to you was uh, Kimi no Nawa. Yeah, uh, the original name for it for in English is called Your Name, and uh, it it recently came out last year. And I mean, I guess something it wouldn't really fit the bill of like growing up fountain that caught my eye. If I had to pick one, it'd be like a Studio Ghibli movie. Oh yeah, you know because yeah. those are amazing, iconic, iconic, definitely. Hayao Miyazaki is the man. Um, but yeah, your name became my favorite movie. No doubt in my mind, the director, Makoto Shinkai, he is, um, I don't know. He's a mad genius. He's, he, all of his work is mainly present day kind of like life, like living life kind of, um, anime movies and stuff like that. So the art is fantastic you literally see details in like the water the leaves and stuff and the scenery that he usually uses is like epically inspiring combined with the music that they picked for the movie and stuff so so check that one out for sure definitely check it out even came out in theaters oh Um, wow it beat spirited away as the top grossing movie in um top grossing anime ever wow yeah like in theater to come out in theaters or yeah, what? well, just overall. In oh, general. just in general. Yeah, dang, so that's number one right now. Dang, it's about um, two kids that two teenagers that end up switching bodies when they fall asleep, and then they're like the only way they can contact each other is through texting in their diaries. So they like leave messages to each other after they right before they leave their body, each other's bodies and stuff, and they just switch Whoa. back and forth. That's kind of a cool yeah. concept. So she lives in like the country and he lives in the city. So you get to see like both kinds of sceneries for it. Man, that's yeah. nuts. Like, yeah, kind of a, one of those, like we're talking about, like one of those different concepts that mm-hmm. it's just something different. Yeah. Um, man, one of the funny things that I know about you just from knowing you is how diverse like your taste in music is. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, K-pop to, to a day to remember. Mm-hmm. So it's just like every and anything in between. Um, can you kind of? I mean, what's like the main draw for someone that maybe doesn't know what K-pop is? Uh, so K-pop is basically like a combination of like pop music, dancing, and rhythm. Um, so basically, they have they form boy bands and girl groups to all dance together in synchronization. And you know, if you watch if you watch anything like a boy band like One Direction or Backstreet Boys and stuff, they didn't have as much direction and stuff, but everything they do is choreographed in K-pop. Like, everything has a move. Like, their entire song, they can dance four minutes into a song, and they have an entire, set, like, choreograph for it and stuff. And then the beats are very, like, um, appealing, and, you know, people just want to listen to it. It's something that you don't even need to know, the like, what they're saying, yeah. but you can, like, vibe with you just, it. Because, yeah, say so you just vibe. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's a good beat. For the most part, that's what got me into it when I was younger, and I mean, I still listen to it every day. That's awesome, yeah. man. Like, I never, 
yeah, it was like one of those things I never knew was a thing until uh, when I went to, I got into middle school and I started meeting some, some of my friends there from like, you know, Vietnam and Korea and stuff. And they were telling me about like, this is a thing. Yeah. And I'm like, what? A, and it's like, well, when you don't know it, it's strange to you. It's different yeah. to you. So I'm like, oh, like it, you don't really think about the original <laughs> music, like types of music from somewhere you would, yeah, else. Yeah, you wouldn't expect anywhere else had the same yeah, yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like, does. oh, it's like a, this is basically like the Asian version of yeah. what I like. Like, this Pretty is crazy. Much. And so it's just like boy bands, like you said, that yeah. kind of poppy stuff. And mm-hmm. so it's just interesting because that was big back then when we were growing up too. It was like, yeah. In the early, like late 90s, early 2000s, yeah, yeah. that was big. But we grew out of, I guess, we grew out of that pretty fast. It was only lasted a couple of years. That's cool, man. Yeah. I, uh, so yeah, just talking about like the different genres you like, because I like child, childish Gambino a lot too. Yeah. And so it's just interesting that you kind of tap that one as the one that as, was the thing that, you know, when I mentioned, you know, what's, what's your thing? What's, what do you like? Yeah. That was the one that stuck out. What, what makes uh, him stick out in your mind? Uh, I don't know. He's like, his lyrics are like really good. And I followed his like career for the most part I, yeah. when he was on like comedy central and oh, then he did community 30, thirties rock, 30 rock. Yeah. 30 yeah. Rock. 30 rock. Um, he had his YouTube series. He had that YouTube detective movie. He's like low key, a yeah. Jack of all trades. He is well, it's actually know? high key. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And Atlanta, Atlanta came out and that was amazing too. And he announced his last album ever because mm-hmm. he's ending his whole Childish Gambino package with a trilogy, you know? So I don't know. I just, I liked him and his beats were, I, I felt they were different compared to mainstream beats because he was, he went for a different vibe every single time. He went from um, camp, kind of like a more hype, realistic story about like his childhood camp days. And it kind of cut into things about today and like society. And then Telegraph Avenue was also different. Can't come up, can't think of anything about it right now at the top <laughs> of my head, but I loved um, 3005, uh, Telegraph Avenue, um, yeah, those songs are it's just something on my bit. <laughs> it's like, now you're good. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, that, he was just really good. And yeah, I, yeah, I put him on there because he's still my favorite artist, definitely. If I had to pick an American one, he would be my favorite. Yeah, and I mean, <clears> he kind of does this, like I was saying, jack of all trades or whatever, because he's done like stand up, he's done, he's been in movies, he's done music, like yeah. he's all over the place. Mm-hmm. He wrote he's his a, own show. Like, he's the new Lando Clarissian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's about. The coolest guy in the universe. He gets mm-hmm. to play him. <laughs> Lando Calrissi. Um, actually, I just uh, saw that UCO was supposed to be doing like a, uh, um, I think by the time this airs, it'll already be passed, but they're supposed to be doing like a um, Star Wars versus Star Trek debate in the liberal arts building. And I was like, wow, how funny. Like, no what comment. An inter- yeah, what an interesting <laughs> thing. That has been that has been a big thing though. Like yeah. a lot of people have been like pro st- Trek or pro Star Wars. Yeah. Just watch fanboys and you'll see all you need yeah. to know about that. But people are like <laughs> also the difference between them is v- like vast. You know, yeah. they're making the new Star Trek movies into action movies, but the original show and series were kind of more a intellectual 
show because there was a lot of talking and like the know, character development. Stuff. Yeah, the character development was the main reason why people are fans. I believe you know I didn't yeah. I don't watch Star Trek, but I kind of followed George Takei and he kind of talked about it. Yeah, you know, so definitely, man, we could go on a whole tangent on that. So I think we need <laughs> maybe steer. <laughs> we need to uh, cut this steer in the bud one. right yeah, now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, show's over. Uh, yeah. Go home. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I just kind of talk about like, you know, the different genres or whatever that you like. Um, I think it's cool that you are that into music and you've actually had the opportunity to direct like music videos for some local bands. Yeah. Um, B Todd, Trash TV. Can you kind of talk about those? Uh, so I have a, my little brother has a friend named B Todd. And shout out to B Todd. Shout out to B Todd and Tommy Flo. Oh, they Tommy, are, uh, sorry, sorry, Tommy, I left you out. Yeah, they're uh, they're up and coming, and they will come soon, eventually. Um, but yeah, he, I heard his music, and he ended up being really good. And my brother told me told me that he was interested in making a music video, so we ended up hanging out, talking, and we just shot it randomly. We just I gra- I borrowed a camera from a friend, and um, that I needed, and then so we just shot it. Took a couple days edit it the next day at school in like eight hours. I skipped all my classes just to edit it because I was <laughs> super excited for it. And I get home and I send it to him. He's like, dude, we shot this yesterday. Like, yeah, he's like, calm what down, you? bro. Yeah, like, what the heck? And um, yeah, so it ended up just being a really great um, video. I mean, it was a long time ago and I definitely feel like I could do better now. But It was good though. I mean, yeah. I remember watching it and I was like, wow, this is, mm-hmm. this is next level. Yeah, what it's, was the name uh, of that song that you did it for? It was uh, it's the, Sky's Limit. Sky's Limit. Yeah, that's it. So if you just type in B Todd Sky's Limit, you'll find it. Uh, pretty good song. I submitted it as my final project at school when I was yep. still there, and I think I got a good grade. I think yeah. Right, Mark was Mark, Mark was impressed. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we, one of our class projects, we did Trash TV, and it was like a live studio session, kind of like where we are right now but yeah like it was like a live at abbey road it's like this class at uco it was advanced video yeah and so the uh the whole like idea behind the class is um it was mark scott from uco shout out to mark but uh he uh he had this idea that he wanted to do like a live at abbey road sessions type uh in studio performance uh, that we would produce and that was like the whole um point of the class yeah was we'd have different bands in from like acm or just like around the city we produced them this like really nice um high quality um in studio session and it was just like a cool thing to be able to do like yeah that is the assignment i think there was like how many groups are there there was like four or five groups that, that class was like way overbooked. yeah we had a large class and four people per group for each band and then my group and another group ended up having to do the same. Uh, ha- both had to do trash TV because one of one of the bands that Mark booked, um, they flaked, right? Yeah, they flaked. So we had to combine them. And I think yeah. I'm glad that they flaked because I think we were going to get the other one, and we ended up getting trash TV, and that was they were surprisingly really good. They were great. Yeah, yeah I we loved didn't them. really know them before that. Mm-hmm. But, but Tim those, and Ronnie, like those guys. Yeah, they have energy. They're awesome. Yeah, yeah. his stage presence is is mm-hmm. awesome. And then Tim does all the production. Yeah. And he, I think, does some verses on some of the songs, like background vocals and stuff. And those guys just like as a group 
Yeah. Um, they do a great job. They have some great shows. Um, I think they have like a live drummer now. Oh, really? So like, yeah. So Tim will be like doing everything on like the iPad or oh, okay. iPad, the, the little uh, beat his maker thing, yeah. and then um, like syncing everything up. And then they have like a live drummer. Was the nice. last? I think I saw like they had posted about a show, and they had like mm-hmm. three people now. Yeah, which was that's cool, man. Like those guys are great, and it was one of those things that you you uh, kind of fell into serendipitous in a serendipitous yeah. way. And I got lucky and my group ended up, we ended up editing a couple of the songs, but, um, we 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 had like a lot of other things. So I think I mainly edited everything. Well, I, I edited everything and, uh, <laughs> uh, I just like fed off of my group say like, Hey, what do you guys think about this? What do you think about that? So we all worked on it together, but yeah, I was the main editor for it. And, uh, I mean, I think it, I, I was happy that it turned out really well. And stuff. So it was good. They, you guys had two good editors, uh, each team. Because I remember Eric was the other one. Eric. Eric Perry. Yeah, and yeah. He Eric does Perry. great, sensational work. Mm-hmm. And so he did. He did another. It's like a alternate cut, I guess. Yeah. And but so, yeah, uh, I thought we were doing the separate songs. Yeah, I did the weird. I did the first three songs, and then he did two of the first three songs and a song in the back three. So I was confused. I was like, I thought. I thought we agreed on this beforehand. Yeah, like first three and the yeah. second three. But. but I guess I guess the communication was off. So I mean, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But I mean, I thought I would I would still like to listen to the other songs as well. Yeah. yeah. Poor communication in the mass communication department. Yeah. That's uh. Are we failing? That's the. How did, how did we graduate <laughs> I mean, I again? I got my degree, my guy. <laughs> I'm out of there. I got my piece of paper. Y'all Dipped can't out. take that back. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cool. That was a cool assignment to get to do, and that was a really one of the classes where I actually got to know you a little bit better too. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was a fun thing. And then, yeah, I think the final in that class was, um, the music video like you did. Yeah. Besides. I submitted that one. Yeah. And so a lot of talent, man, in, in Oklahoma city. Um, can you kind of talk about like the vibe of OKC? I know you could probably, you know, with your skill set and how talented you are, I know you could probably go, to any market and make it like doing video and everything mm-hmm. you kind of talk about like the vibe of okc kind of what what keeps you here is there like you know i know there's family and everything but um yeah yeah i mean for me personally if staying here people have a lot of like misconception misconception misconceptions of oklahoma you know especially if they're out uh west or out east and they think oklahoma is like a cowboy cowboy yeah. country and I think we all drive all, trucks and ride and horses teepees and stuff like that so <laughs> um but I, I like Oklahoma it's small it's quaint yeah it's not we don't have like everything here but we have definitely changed a lot in the last five years you know like you see revitalization in um in the city all the time on the tower theater strip itself here here um you see restaurants opening up you see bars opening up this street used to be flourishing a long time ago now then it was dead and now it's back on track to being a premier spot to like come and hang out like a destination yeah it's the destination spot you need to go check it out tower theater will you'll see the sign it's kind of like oh this is what i need i i can come to this part of town to see and take a picture with you know and then you know the plaza district has come up again with all the new restaurants empire being there is a bonus for everybody, uh, Goro ramen, um, and all those little shops, tree and leaf. And I 
can't remember all the names. It's too yeah, many. It was like DNA is yeah. over there. Bad Grannies. Yeah. Over there. Roxy's, so, Okinor. The meal as yeah. well. Yeah. Roxy's and stuff. I mean, there's a ton of places over there for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, like everything's just coming up again, I think. And it makes me want to stay because it gives like, it's an opportunity for me as a videographer and um, to find business to grow and then kind of expand on myself. I can focus on because the market is pretty small. I, I mean, I guess there's not that many people doing what I'm doing out there as much as like a photography does, you know? And yeah, everyone always tells me like, Oh, video is hot right now, but video has been hot for like the forever. Yeah. You know, like sure. if you have a video for something, then you're going to, you're going to think, Oh shit, this is dope. Sorry. I cussed. That's all good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but everything, I mean, everything's nice. You know, we have new bars, new restaurants, especially love the restaurants part because I eat out a lot, you know, <laughs> so that's always nice to, to know that these things are coming and it makes me want to stay because, uh, it gives me room. It gives like people like me, creatives and stuff to grow time to grow and expand our field and our scope of what we do and the, the things we love. Yeah, I think that's true. There's a lot. There's a big um, like focus on like the local centric, and I think that's why yeah. a lot of the people kind of have like your same mindset. You talked about like 23rd being revitalized. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people have your mindset, and those people have come together like in places like this, places like the Plaza, mm-hmm. um, to try to you know build these places up, make them destinations because they are so ingrained into the community that you know just yeah. by the natural you know, of, of them being here, they want it to elevate where they are yeah. and make it better. Makes so, you, makes you want to, um, stay here and create, leave your mark here yeah, as well. Like you want to be a part of it. Yeah. And that's why I guess, I mean, I feel like that's why a lot of people go out to, um, these places. You can easily just go to a chain rest, chain, chain restaurant, like Charleston's or Texas roadhouse and eat some good Mighty good steak, you know, at Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting the plug right there. <laughs> They're um, going to send you a gift card. Yeah, I hope so. $50, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> you request your <laughs> um, But yeah, you can easily go to those things, but you go for the vibe to local restaurants and local bars and shops because you want to feel connected to your city. You want to have pride in what you, where you live and what you do because we didn't have our Thunder team until was it 2008? Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have anything to be proud of except for our OU football team and our OSU football team. And then out of nowhere, Thunder comes in and we all rallied together and we're all like, yeah, like the thing about the Thunder that I always talk about loving Mm -hmm. is that it's almost like so polarizing with OU and OSU, like OU fans hate OSU fans and vice versa. But But with the Thunder, you know, we can all hate the Mavericks. Like it's, (laughs) They're the Spurs, yeah. Well, I guess now Golden State, but yeah, whatever. Golden State is now the number one enemy, <laughs> public enemy number one. Yeah, but that's the thing that I enjoy about the Thunder. Like, I'm not. I like basketball and I like watching the games and everything. I'm not like the huge just like basketball, mm-hmm. like hoops head or whatever. But um, it's the cool thing that it brings us all together instead of like saying, "Oh, you know, I'm OSU, I'm OU." It's like we're together and we're yeah like competing on a national level you know what i mean made the playoffs mm-hmm. multiple times before so it's like 
it's cool that it's, we didn't just get like a garbage team and then like not do anything. You yeah. know what I mean? We actually We've been did at, really well. Yeah. We went to the finals yeah, yeah, yeah. one year. We've have, been, have like been a back, contender. but it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's a cool thing. Um, one thing I don't want to forget to mention is to give that plug to Egg Roll Express. My favorite Chinese food joint <laughs> of all time. I know it's an Edmund. I know it's an Edmund. Like you guys don't hate. It's it's totally local. It's totally local though. Right off of 15th and Boulevard. I used to live right by it. Mm-hmm. And so um, <laughs> we're all kind of laughing. Can you can you yeah. talk about like, uh, the uh, connection? <laughs> so it's uh it's actually my aunt and uncle's restaurant, and they like Harold said it's on 15th and Boulevard, and it, I don't know it's just really great food it's just you know? yeah i go there i go there still all the time did you used to help like uh make like the egg rolls well uh, we st- my family still makes the egg rolls nice. for uh egg roll express we i do it every monday what yeah. Tim's yeah. the plug so if y'all need you need your uh, egg rolls your egg roll if, fix if you're fiending for an egg roll <laughs> i got you he's the plug so hit him up um no it's just funny because uh your cousin linda I mm. talked to her about um, her mom yeah, and how I would always get nervous because I would call that place and I'd be like, I have it all mapped out. Like, okay, this is my order. <laughs> I always get the same thing and I would get Madison's order or whatever. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I had to like mentally prepare myself. Mm-hmm. So then I call like to place the order. And this is the first, it's a, the same experience for everyone that ever calls this place. So I'd have it all ready. And Linda's mom answers the phone. Egg Roll Express, what do you want? And I'm like, uh, can I get a, uh, I'm like flustered, like low key. You flustered. say your first order, say, all right, number 54. Yeah. What, what else? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, uh, can I get a, uh, and then you say the, the, yeah, like Tim said, you say the thing that you want, the first thing, like if you have multiple items, you say the first thing and she'd be like, what else do you want? <laughs> so then I'm even more flustered. I'm like, can I get uh, this too? Uh, maybe that's yeah. okay. And then, you would complete your order. Like I would babble through my order, just like stumbling over my words. Cause I'd be like, Oh, I'm flustered, but mm-hmm. I would, uh, finish my order. And then she'd say, okay, see you soon. And then hang up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she wouldn't tell you how long, how long it would be. How long, you, how much, how much uh, it would tell you that you needed cash. Cause it's only cash. Mm-hmm. And it was just like all these things, like they wouldn't tell you anything and it'd be like, okay, well, I guess I'll just go up there in like 20 minutes and maybe it'll be ready. But yeah. man, damned if it's not the best Chinese food I've had in mm. the city, I will. Yeah. You can at me on that because I love that place. Sh- and that's how you know it's a good, plug. they have a, no lie. And that's how you know it's a good business too. Cause it's cash only. So mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> man, well, thanks for coming out, Tim. Um, yeah, no why problem. don't you tell people where they could find you, like on social media, find like your some of your work, like your videos and stuff like that. Okay, uh, yeah, my name is uh, Tim Win, and my Instagram account is Razum Frazum. Yeah, it's a weird name, but I mean, <laughs> it's mine. R a z z u m f r a z z u m. Yes, yes. <laughs> I can't remember my own. Um, yeah, I'm on Vimeo and I'm on YouTube. I've done weddings and I make super extra Instagram stories. So if you want to watch those, then thank you. Is there Razum Frasm on Snapchat too? Uh, or do you not want to plug that? I have it on Snap. I actually don't know my Snapchat name. I can look it up real quick. <laughs> That's okay. You look that up while I yeah. plug the show. Yeah. Um, so, 
Uh, yeah. So again, thanks for Tim for uh, coming out. And uh, again, you could follow us on social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Tunes Podcast. That's T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. Uh, we're on iTunes, Google Play. Uh, Tim, did you find that? Yeah, I did. It's uh, Tim Winning. My last name, N-G-U-Y-E-N-I-N-G, winning. There it is. So thanks again for coming out, Tim. Thank you.